All right, so Hip Hop Galonians, it's your man, DJ Mr. Chris, with another fresh, dope episode of Hip Hop Calypse. And today's guest, I have a phenomenal lady that is doing her dizzo out in the desert. You know what I'm talking about, Las Vegas, y'all. She's doing some big things, and she has a song that I really, really, really like, and it's tearing some stuff up. She has a strong machine behind her, too. The name of that song is called already over you and let me tell y'all it's a banger it's a banger it's a banger y'all today's guest is a very beautiful lovely lady who's talented and gifted with her vocal cords y'all today's guest i have artist steph Payne on the show steph what's up how you doing today i am hanging in there how you doing sir you know what I'm all good. It's all to the bueno with me, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. That's what's up. So, already over you. Man, oh man, it's a banger. I like the original version. I also like the remix version. Thank you. It's doing some things. How did that come about? You know, already over you came about um, when I was working with, I began working with a fella named Paris of um, the Grammy-nominated multi-platinum R&B group As Yet. He actually, the group came to see me perform. Um, they were actually in the house at a performance that I was appearing in at 172 Live Music inside the Rio, Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. um, I was on stage performing and um, they they just loved my voice, loved my performance. And Paris approached me and said, hey, are you recording anything right now? Your voice is amazing. You know, if not, we need to do some music. And so I was just like, um, no, I, I have, I had a gospel single out, um, but I hadn't, I was just really performing really at that time doing live performances. And so I jumped at that chance because I love writing. I love making music and to work with somebody of that caliber um, with his skill set and gifting. I just jumped on it. And that was the first single we came up with. Well, that's what's up. So um, so for all of the listeners, because there was a little interrupt, there there was a little uh, I guess it was like a data glitch or something like that. That's Paris from the multi-talented group as yet, y'all. So. Um, now how'd you get your start? So you, you told us what had happened now, has music always been a part of your life? How did you, when did you know that you wanted to be a, a, a an artist? Uh, well, you know, I grew up singing, I guess it's a twofold thing. I'm a church girl. So I grew up singing in the church choir, um, uh, directing choirs, uh, mm. you know, doing gospel music. Uh, as well, when I was a, a teenager and even middle school age, you know, I was in glee clubs, I was doing talent shows, I was in a little girl group where we used to sing and dance. And so I just always knew that it was something that I wanted to do. Um, my grandfather was an actor in Hollywood um, named Jimmy Payne. And so I think entertainment all around is in my blood. Okay. And so, you know, it, and when I ask that question to a lot of people, you know, they, they, always a common denominator is this something that they were passionate about and everything but the question that i always like to hear from people is okay when did you know when did you come into your own with your own style and your own sound 
I think I came into my own um, while I was singing in the church. I was actually um, to the point so far deep in the church that I was pastoring. And so, you know, being being in the spot of being in the pulpit, preaching, um, singing as well, and just being able to be free and express yourself, you know, expressing what God had given to me, um, I was never one to conform to what everybody else was doing and everybody else's style. So I had my own from that point. Um, and so then when I trans, when I, when I went into doing R&B music, I actually stepped down from pastoring because I didn't really think it was responsible to do both at the same time. But God released me to, to go ahead and pursue my dream. So when I stepped out of that realm, I just brought some of that with me. Um, I grew up listening to 90s music. I'm a 90s girl with my father, um, 90s, 80s, 70s music. I love all kinds of music from all different eras. So I think my style is just a combination of all of that. It's just a lot of uh, different influences on my life musically. So I think it's just all wrapped into one. And I just express myself the way it comes out. You know what I like about the single? Um, and we have some email correspondence about it, but uh, what I really like about the single is um, it's mature, it's grown, and then plus it also takes us to, it, it kind of gives like a little bit of flashback indirectly to uh, some of the old soul funk R&B tunes that, you know, I used to listen to when I was coming up, you know, when I was, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but you know, when I was eight or nine, you know, back, back in the eighties and, um, what I like, what I really like about the song, and what I like about the style, is something that um, is something that's much needed in R and B right now today. Mm -hmm. So, when you hooked up with Paris, um, when you hooked up with them, what was the catalyst for saying, "Okay, we need to make a single like this"? With taking your voice and taking the sound, was it? something directed towards the music industry to say hey we need something like this or was it just kind of like one of those things i sound good over it and let's just see what we come up with no the, you you hit the nail on the head parisa's a 90s guy i'm a 90s girl and what we when in our conversations and really getting to know each other and talking music we both agreed that although there's some great music out there there's some amazing artists out there not taking anything away from anybody a lot of the music is empty right now it's lacking the emotional content it's lacking the harmonies it's lacking the storytelling and the writing and we want and we believe there's a paradigm shift going on right now in music where people are wanting that back just like you said so it's very intentional for us to give what we're doing is giving a 90s um, 90s harmonies 90s emotion 90s writing 90s style over modern urban beats so it's, it's a little something for everybody. Yeah. And so I'm going to get back to the beat section in a minute. But the question, um, so you also had um, came up with uh, another uh, single prior, I think it was, um, Second Wind. I'm not quite sure uh, mm -hmm. when that was. And, I'm, and I like that track as well. Um, but what I'm liking about and what I'm feeling about your style is, is that it's more relationship based as opposed to sexuality based. Right. Um, which if you think about the machine called as get Paris behind it, I mean, because they deal, you know, their songs is ballads and they deal with relationship based. How much of an influence of as yet is in your songs? Um, you know, there's a lot of influence because I'm a big fan of guy groups 
the harmony the, with the vocals. I, I love, I grew up listening to Ajet, Silk, Blackstreet, um, and even going back to the Gap Band, the Daz Band, you know, Cool in the Gang. I love the funk. I love the harmonies. I love that swag that they had. And I, I consider myself like a female version of that. So working with Paris is, is, I mean, it's a dream come true because he knows exactly what I want and he, he's able to help me express that in the music. Yeah. And, and you know, um, and I'm saying this respectfully and I understand that, you know, you grew up in church and, um, and everything like that. But I do want to touch on some of the things that uh, what I see as a DJ and what I as a, as well as a consumer that some of the up and coming artists that's out unless you're in a pop generation uh in the pop genre you know that's in itself but as far as r&b uh is can you know as far as r&b is concerned a lot of women now they're coming out in a sexual in, in a sexual laced tone we haven't seen a likes of you in in quite some time i mean i'm not going to say it's been a long time but um this is new and fresh because like i said this is relationship driven so how are you going to maintain are you how are you going to maintain that status of i want my content to be relationship based and not necessarily go on to the the cars i'm looking for this and i'm looking for that and i'm looking for a man who could do this and do that do this and do that how, how are you going to maintain that or are you indeed planning on going that route absolutely not i'm gonna stand my ground on that because okay that's not my background that's not okay. my character that's not who i am and i always have to be true to who i am as an individual as a woman as an artist and as somebody that's an influencer i have 12 year old twin daughters so mm -hmm. i always want to set an example for them and show them that you don't have to be sexualized in order to be successful or to be adored or to be loved and the industry has reduced women, not all women, namely black women, um, down to being um, sexual objects. It's like in order for you to be successful in the industry as an African-American woman, you have to be sexualized. And what I'm trying to show with my brand is that you can be sexy, you can be classy, you can be demure and sassy all at the same time without having to show every single one of your assets or within the content of your songs, project yourself as a sexual object or someone that's just money driven. We got to get back to showing our girls um, in this generation that we need to maintain our dignity and our character. And that's definitely something I'm going to stand my ground on. Yeah. And, um, and thank you. You know what? And thank you so much for elaborating because um, after really thinking about it, I probably went left with my question, but thank you so much for staying on track and, and really zoning into that and this is and this is really insightful to me because i always like learning about the industry i always like learning about the pressures of what artists they have to go through uh the you know the the conformity that some of the artists have to go through as well uh one thing that i respect about some of the iconic divas um that's in music i mean we talk about the uh, Patti LaBelle's. We talk about the Whitney Houston's. Um, you know, geez, the Diana Ross's, uh, Gladys Knight's. They were all very ladylike, mm -hmm. and they used their vocal range to touch people and, and and touch the soul and the spirit of people. So I went on YouTube. With that said, I I went on YouTube and I seen the performance that you did. Um, okay. 
I think it was uh, Chaka Khan or something like that. You were doing some stuff. And I was just like, man, this lady, not only is she a studio artist, she's a live artist as well. Mm-hmm. Very, you could you could definitely tell that you were in church. Yeah. You, you, could, you could definitely tell. Um as far as your as far as your music is concerned, have you been on big stages yet? Um, Perform, performing your new performing some of your newest music? And if so, how do you like it? Well, you know, I've been on big stages performing, but not my new music, uh, because this this music was created during the pandemic. So in my upcoming concert on the 19th, that's going to be the biggest stage that I've been able to perform my new music on, which is at Vegas Valley Winery. But we have to keep the crowd to 100 people because of, you know, the social distancing guidelines. But I have not had a chance to perform my new originals on big stages. I've done live performances. I've done when I was in the gospel music industry. I did. I performed on a lot of big church stages and things like that. Event stages. I've opened up concerts for major gospel artists. So I have performed um, on big stages, but not my new music yet. Mm-hmm. What's your inspiration for writing? I'm just a writer at heart. My grandmother was is a writer. My mother was a writer. Um, again, my grandfather that was in, in Hollywood uh, was a screenwriter as well. Um, so I think writing is just in my blood and I'm very expressive. I love to express myself and I find that I can do that better on pen and paper than I can speaking. Um, I, I am a public speaker, but you know, sometimes words come out so quick, they don't come out right. So I just love to write and express myself that way. Cause already over you that you had to, you had to go deep to come up with that. And, and, and the beat matches well, um, with the, you, you had to go deep. So, um, during writing process and when you have ideas and stuff, are some of those things, let's just take this particular song. Was that based on somewhat a true story or, or was it just something that, Hey, you had to go deep talk you know be the voice of other women who probably went through some other problems it's a combination of all of that chris i i that song is not about one particular person sure right and that song is also a metaphor for all kinds of relationships uh personal relationships romantic relationships family relationships business and industry relationships where you've been burned where you've been cut where you've been betrayed where you've been taken advantage of it is a women's anthem and first and foremost um but it's it's not just for women in bad romantic relationships. This is an anthem for people saying, you know what? I'm not gonna wallow in my misery and what was done to me and who hurt me or how they did it. What I'm gonna do is chalk it up as a loss, learn from it and move on. You know, I'm not gonna stay in that headspace of being hurt. A lot of 90s R&B women, and that's why we related to it so much. It was about hurt and pain and I'm so hurt and I'm damaged and I'm bruised and you did me like this and did me like that. But these days, and I'm not a feminist cause I love men, I'm a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. In, in, in this era, women are, wanna be empowered. Women are independent, women are strong. And we pride ourselves on that in this day and age. So this is an anthem for today's modern woman saying that I've been through it, but you know what? I'm strong enough to move on and I'm good, you know? 
you know, and I think there's been several. I, I think there's been several attempts for um, women empowerment. Women empowerment that's been success successful. I mean, quite naturally, you have uh, the in vogues. You know that mm-hmm. came out. It was all about. Um, women empowerment and everything like that and then uh you have the beyonce because just of her just her vocal just an independent woman you know the whole destiny's child thing um as as far as with you and where the music genre is at right now do you think that's something that's needed in the industry and 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 if so why absolutely because there are a few artists like I, I, because I see women, you know, you have the Meg the Stallions, you have the Cardi B's, mm-hmm. um, you you have the mainstays. I mean, I'm talking like, um, you know, quite naturally the Beyonces and uh, everyone that's cut from that cloth. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So women are making a pretty strong statement. And so, as far as what your style is concerned and, and where you're going with it, what more can you contribute to the women empowerment movement within R&B today? Well, you know, and I'm I'm glad that you asked that question because that's what I was leaning towards. When you look at today's music versus the 90s music, majority of women's music, it is about women empowerment. It is about women being strong. But this is what's different about me. I have a very unique backstory, whereas um, I was raised by my father, so I'm not bitter towards men. Um, I'm not a man basher, you know. Um, I'm also an army veteran. I served during the Iraq war. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you you for saying that. Um, I've been a lot of places. I've traveled the world. Um, I've been through a lot of trauma. I, you know, it's, it's just that I've been a preacher in the church. I just have so much unique experience, um, that a lot of people would look at me and be like, what, really? I don't believe it. Um, that I can contribute. My stories are different. My experiences are different. I didn't grow up in the industry, so I wasn't molded by the industry. I didn't have somebody telling me who I needed to be in the industry. And while I love all of those artists you named for who they are, um, I'm just different. I'm going to show a more demure side grown womanish type of vibe where I I am a mother and you're going to know that I have been a minister and you're going to see that in my image not that I'm going to be not that I'm churchy but I cover myself up for the most part I may show a little skin here and there I wear sexy demure outfits but you're not going to see me on stage in a thong you, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to hear me talking about getting money from this man and the next man. You're not going to hear me talking about cars and material things. My content, as well as my look, is going to distinguish me from everybody else. Mm. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you've been in the studio with uh, Father MC? Yes, sir. Okay. I, I had an interview with Father MC. And... <laughs> uh, He's very animated. Yeah, I, I love him. I, I've been a fan of Father MC for a long time. Um, I mean, way, way, way back. Again, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but <laughs> let me talk about way back. Um, so when you have the likes of somebody like a Father MC on one of your tracks, what mm-hmm. does that what what does that do for your self esteem? Because somebody like Father MC just don't jump on everybody's track. 
absolutely not and you know he's a new york guy so he's he's right. very very expressive and animated and i love that about him um it's really humbling because when you grow up listening to someone and you admire them and you have memories to their music um to go to then have them come and support you like that and collaborate with you and really believe in what you're doing is very humbling it's very encouraging it's an honor so to work with him is was just an amazing experience you expect people with that caliber sometimes to be arrogant and and just really choosy about who they work with but father mc is known for breaking new artists he's known for putting people in the game he's known for collaboration so i'm i'm just honored to be in that number that's what's up. Shout out to Father MC. Shout yeah. out to Father MC. My song of his back in the day was "Ladies, I Love Them." Oh my god, I uh -huh. still play that. I still play that today, man. Um, <laughs> so, how humbling was it for you to work with someone like Paris, who, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I mean, you have to be on your A game. Mm -hmm. You know, as yet, you know, when you talk of as yet, you talk about meticulous harmony you talk mm -hmm. about um you know you, you talk about everything has everything is at a high standard yes how with you having a background in music how were you able to accept being mentored on if that was the case how was the experience with learning how to create a song with learning how to be in the studio and I'm not saying that you haven't been there but being in the studio with someone of that caliber how life-changing was that how what did you learn through that process you know I'm still learning every day that I work with him I learn something um, I have been in the studio prior doing gospel music I am a writer so I know how to write and structure a song, but to work with someone who's a veteran like that, again, it's a humbling experience. It's always a learning experience. I'm a harmony girl coming from church choirs and gospel music. That's all about harmony. So um, I know I have an ear for harmony, but when it comes to vocal arranging, um, and doing little intricate things in the backgrounds and doing those hidden notes that you hear but you don't hear when you listen. Um, I learned a lot about that from Paris. He's one of the best in the game at it. Isn't it kind of, <laughs> isn't it kind of funny? Cause you could be, a, you could think that you're doing something, you know, you think that you know it all and think you could go with somewhere this <laughs> yes. or just, no, okay, we're going to do this and do that. And you're just like, why, how, how is it that I've been doing this for a long time and I don't, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I ain't know. I ain't know. I just didn't know. Like, what I, and that's, that's the amazing thing about working with Paris. And he's such a humble, fun, down to earth guy. He brings the best out of me. Cause when I think I'm doing something, he'll let me know. Um, nah, that's not it. Or when I do something really well, he's very encouraging. Like, I love that. I like that. Let's keep that, you know? So he's just honest. And he will bring the best out of you and, and just in a way that builds you up versus I know this and you don't. And as a songwriter, I mean, this guy can come up with a hook in two minutes. 
Right, like, right. It's ridiculous, you know? So you think you're doing something, you think you got it going on, you think you know a little something and you get with somebody like this and you're like, wow, I still have a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. No, there, you know, what I really um, appreciate about you is, is that you're accepting where where you are and you're talented and and i'm not going to say that you know your role i'm not i'm not saying that but for you to come out with a smash like what you what you did and you're still in the learning phase of working with veterans like that oh my goodness when it when it pops and when you come into when you come into your own that's going to be pretty scary Absolutely. And and what's beautiful about it, and I'll share with you a little bit of our process, how we work together, because Parisa and I are co-writing 99% um, of my project. Okay. We have guests come in and, and do like Claude Thomas Jr. of As Yet did a beautiful ballad that he wrote and produced that's going to be on my album. It's already been recorded and mastered. Um, Parisa and I get together and with me being a lyricist, like I told you, I like to express and write lyrics. So. Right. We'll get together, uh, we'll get some music from somebody, one of the producers, and um, Paris will sit there and listen to it, vibe to it, talk about kind of what direction we want to go with it. And Paris will sit there and write a hook, a melodic, catchy hook to it. And while he's doing that, coming up with that, I'm just writing lyrics and maybe coming up with the melody for the verses and things like that. So I'm writing verses, he's writing a hook, and then we put it together and then he may move some stuff around um, and then we'll just lay it down right there. We'll just start laying down the harmonies and he comes up with the vocal arrangements on the spot. So it's just a flow. And in that process, I learned because I'm able to humble myself and say, you know, I don't need to write everything. I don't need to arrange everything. I don't, I'm just grateful to work with somebody like that. So while he's doing this and while I'm doing that, I'm taking notes. I'm putting stuff in my memory bank and just and just um, feeding off of what he's doing. So it's a really a beautiful process. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, in the next five years, I, I, I see myself with probably about five different projects out. That's how fast that we put these songs together. Um, I still see myself working with him. Um, I see myself sort of in a place where I actually have had the influence that I want to have on women, on black culture, um, even on the church, you know, there's a lot of flaws with that, that, that I ran into. Um, I see myself just being an influence, an influencer on the industry as it pertains to female artists. I have a lot of people that I look up to that you named earlier, the Shakas, the Gladys, the Whitney's, and people like that, that were able to maintain um, a womanly image without having to, to sexualize themselves. And I wanna see the influence of that. And I also wanna see the influence, the harmonic influence, the writing influence, and taking it back to the emotion of the 90s that we have. In five years from now, I see myself being a presence in that way, bringing that paradigm shift into music again. Right. And that's what's up, because I think we I I really think that we are yearning, especially guys like myself. Uh, you know, I've come from a cloth to where it really took talent to um, 
it really took it really took a person of talent to really stand out i think most of the music that's out right now you have people that oversaturate the market which makes it appear that they're talented mm-hmm. but they're they're getting their songs played and they're in the forefront of a particular genre only because of the saturation of the market not necessarily because of the talent right you know if i make if, if i make 50 songs well yeah i'm going to be pretty popular because 50 songs are playing on the radio that doesn't mean that i'm gifted or talented but the ladies that i had mentioned those are the people that stand the test of time Mm-hmm. We need that artist that is going to stand the test of time to where 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, people are still listening to this particular artist. And so that's what I'm waiting for. And I'm sorry, go ahead. And and, and honestly, I, I really haven't seen it. I, I would say Beyonce, maybe I would say Beyonce may 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 be the last one we've seen in quite some time but i'm i'm waiting for that next one you know and you also have people like mary j blige mary absolutely long running in the game and you yes. know people say oh she's not the best singer and the, it don't matter it's right. the emotion that she puts out in that music and being a live performer with the majority of my experience i know that that's what people love if you miss a note they don't care because they feel your pain they feel your emotion they feel what you're projecting out and then so you i think that's what resonates in music is not just you saturating the market like you were saying i think it's your content and i think it's your relatability to people and you hit you really hit the nail on the head saying that it's just people being saturated in the market and what's being pushed out there to people and then you have people that are making real quality music that are going unheard because we're not being played on pop charts we're not being played on mainstream radio they're keeping us on the urban ac charts you know what i mean and so i think that that's coming because people are begging for it they're asking for it and i think that we're going to and that's what we're deliberately trying to do is is bring a different saturation to the marketing yeah and the saturated is based and and the saturation is actually based on fad and not talent right that's 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 the way i'm looking at it so you know now it's it it, i'm not even going to say it's a trend it's it's actually a fad to see um you know it's actually a fad to be counting money and holding bricks of you know money and gold chains and stuff like that in r&b music you know let's go out to the club it's just like okay when are we going to get back to when are we going to get back to the love making meaningful songs such as the mary j blige and etc so right and what's what you see is you see the industry watering us down you see them you see them reducing our women to sexual objects swinging around poles and 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 you know and then they reducing our men to being thugs right and and that's not all that there is to us so we we need to take a stand and push ourselves back out there and say you know what we're not going to allow you to just reduce us to this we're more there's more and i think that this younger generation the millennials are really missing out on real music they're missing out on real instrumentation they're missing out 
on the vocal harmonies. They're missing out on the lyrics, the lyrical content, you know, where you can write and express yourself outside of just singing a melody throughout a whole song. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is partly uh, our faults as well, mainly because we really never, as far as these millennials is concerned, we let them indulge into the fads. Um, we we covered up we covered up talent for just getting by in fad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're we're cut from a, you know now these you know the millennials is you know certain type of people that everybody gets an award. Right. Everyone everyone gets a trophy um, and do what you you know do what you want to do and my heart goes out to them. Hey, listen, you can be who you want to be. But however, though, we have been really dishonest with letting people know that, hey, listen, this is just plain garbage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but this is just plain garbage. And when we let you know how to get better, well, we got to sit up there and put up with your attitude. We got to sit up and, and, and listen to you how you feel rejected and going off for the Richter so we won't say anything uh-huh. we'll let you believe in your own hype and so I would like to get back to something grown something sexy the Mary J Blige's and stuff and I understand that I understand that music has changed in time I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to stay stuck but what I am trying to say is let's stay talented and Steph Payne you are a talented lady Thank you. On on and and I do mean that with the, you know every single letter of the alphabet. You are talented, and I really appreciate your song and your music. Now, when, when's the, when's the full project coming out? You know what's funny about that is that this started out as an EP project, but with the pandemic, we've had so much time down that we haven't been doing anything but making music and trying to make moves behind the scenes. Um, and just nurturing relationships and things like that. So this started out as an EP project that would have been out, but it's turning into an album project because we're getting so much music done. So I can't say when the whole project is gonna be released, but I can tell you this, like I've been saying, I heard Tank, Tank Davis say this after his fight. He said, the Glock is loaded and there's no safety on it. We got music for days, so we're going to hit you with single after single after single, and there's no B-sides. And so when the, when the whole project comes out, it's going to be fire. But as far as the near future, we're just focusing on putting out singles right now, and then eventually the album will, will be released. That's what's up. That's, that is what's up. Man, God works in mysterious ways, man. Thank, thank goodness you was on stage, and as yet, come through that Paris comes through there, huh? Well, you know, I met Paris first. He came down there to check out a venue uh, that they were considering performing at. And I happened to be in the house making an appearance and I was introduced to him. And it really didn't go anywhere from there. I didn't perform that night. But then the group came back all together to check out the venue. And it just so happened I was performing in the show that was going on. And when they saw me perform, they they really enjoyed it. And so Paris at that time, so that was our second time meeting. That's when he approached me and said, we need to do some music. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about, you know, just as yet, man, all of them brothers, you know, when I was talking to them, all of them brothers, man, they're real cool and calm, but they put in some work. They do. They put in some work. Mm-hmm. Steph Payne. Thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you for having me. Thank nice, you nice. So let everybody know where they can find you at. Okay, you guys can find me on social media, Facebook uh, and Instagram at S Pain Music. That's Pain P A Y N E. So at S Pain Music on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on my website, www.stephpainsongstress.com. Um, and you can find me at my concert coming up. If you're in Las Vegas or going to be in the Las Vegas area, I have The Sip and Soul featuring Steph Payne with Bama, the band. We're going to be performing at Vegas Valley Winery, a two-hour concert. You can get your tickets on eventbrite.com. Check out my pages and you can come see me perform live. That's what's up. You know, we got a lot of wineries down here in California. Hopefully you can make it down here. Oh, do yeah. A, you're in Temecula. Yeah, you're in wine country, right? Yeah, yeah. You've been down here. Y'all send for me. I'll be there. Okay. Hey, I'll be DJing at it. I have one venue that I'm, I'm a resident DJ at. And so, yeah, we see what we can do to get you down there. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. I have Steph, Steph Payne is on the show y'all need to make sure that you guys go out and support and buy her music on all the platforms where you get your music at the name of the single is called already over you she has an original version as well as a remix and she also has her other song out called second wind as well she's starting to blow it up she's in las vegas y'all so make sure that y'all reach out to her on instagram if y'all in the area just say what's up steph and she will answer y'all back that's what's up but make sure that y'all be bumping that track on the way down a lot on the way over to las vegas y'all it's a four-hour ride so y'all can listen to it a few times you know what i'm saying so thank you so much Steph. i really appreciate you and thank you as well Let's all just right keep- hey hold the line hold the line